0: In our secular calendar, the first day of Lent can fall as early as February 4th or as late as March 10th. Its occurrence this year on February 14th has been the source of some amusement. Indeed, an email I received this morning from the plane dealer came with this subject line, Happy Ashentines Day. This comedic concurrence of Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day has also given rise to internet memes that look like this. You are dust. Repent. And Ash to Ash, to name just a few. What makes these images so comical is the apparent contradiction. The unspoken implication is that Valentine's Day is a joyful, cheerful holiday, while Ash Wednesday decidedly is not. The suggestion is that Cupid conjures warm and fuzzy emotions, while Ash Wednesday, with its reminder of our mortality, is cold and depressing. The subtext is that Ash Wednesday, with its emphasis on sin and repentance, has nothing to do with love. And my friends, I assure you, nothing could be further from the truth. Much like Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday finds all its purpose and meaning in a loving relationship. Our relationship with God, the source of all love. The hallmarks of a loving relationship are truthfulness and trust. Those who love us are the ones who can speak truth to us, and because we trust them, we can hear them when they speak the truth. On Ash Wednesday, the truth is spoken in love to us. In a moment, each one of you will be invited to come forward to receive a reminder of this truth. That your time on this earth is finite. That this earthly life we share is but a sojourn. To speak plainly, today you will be reminded that you are going to die. Of course, we all know this to be true so you would not think a reminder would be necessary. But this message is actually an eminently counter-cultural one. The world we live in conspires to have us ignore this truth, if not outright deny it. The ways our culture does this are subtle, and we don't always notice them. But take, for example, the explosive growth of the anti-aging market. As a consequence of the pandemic and all the time we've spent looking at our faces on Zoom, the appetite for Botox is growing by leaps and bounds among Gen Z, those who are still under the age of 30. Indeed, the TikTok hashtag anti-aging has more than 8 billion views, which is to say that from a very young age, the world tells us We should do everything in our power to mask our mortality. But today, your clergy, ministers of the gospel, who care deeply about your spiritual lives, are going to send you a very different message. We will look into your eyes and speak this truth to you in love. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return." The world wants you to forget this, but the church invites you today to remember that the God of love molded you from the dust. And when your earthly pilgrimage is over, your bodies will return to that very dust until they are remade at the day of resurrection. You will each receive a token of this reminder in the form of cross-shaped dust clinging to your foreheads in the very same place you were anointed with the cross on the day of your baptism. Just like that baptismal cross, this cross reminds you that you are a beloved child of God. A child of God who will return to dust, but whose destiny is eternal life with a loving Creator. A truth spoken in love and marked on our foreheads. Then after we have received our ashes, we will all get on our knees, either in body or spirit, and we will pray a special confession of sin called the Litany of Penitence. Most Sundays, we pray a general confession, one that acknowledges in language broad and sweeping that we have fallen short of loving God and our neighbor. But in this Ash Wednesday Litany of Penitence, we use language vivid and precise to affirm the particular ways we have fallen short of living the great commandments. We will lift our voices together to enumerate sins of pride, greed, and indifference. We will admit that we have failed to offer forgiveness as freely as we have received it, that we've ignored the depth of human suffering and denied our privilege, that we have failed to care for our fragile island home, the earth, God entrusted to our care. Ash Wednesday is a day to speak the truth in love, to come clean about our shortcomings, and not just our personal shortcomings, but the systems of oppression that are so much bigger than we are, but in which we participate nonetheless. By acknowledging the cosmic power of sin, we are liberated to hear a profound message of grace and love. That our God, as the prophet Joel reminded us, is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. While hardly a traditional Valentine's Day custom, to be sure, this confession of sin has everything to do with love. At the end of our litany of penitence, Jeannie, a priest in the Church of God, will stand before us and speak another truth in love, that God's mercy, compassion, and forgiveness is poured out freely and abundantly upon us. As we leave this place to continue our Lenten journey, we can do so unburdened by the weight of sin to share the love we have received this day with others. My beloved friends in Christ, today, on this first day of Lent, we begin a 40-day journey together. This Sunday, that journey will take us into the wilderness with Jesus as he goes head-to-head with the powers of sin and darkness for us. And after walking faithfully together these next several weeks, our Lenten journey will bring us to the holiest week of the Christian year. We will follow Jesus to the upper room, where he will give us food and drink that leads to eternal life. We will follow Jesus to the foot of the cross, where he will give his life for us. We will keep vigil at the tomb as we mourn his death, before joyfully greeting the empty tomb on Easter morning to proclaim that he has conquered death forever. So we are free to live. It is the greatest love story ever told, and today it begins with sacred truths spoken in love and written on our hearts. Happy Valentine's Day and Blessed Lent.